There is a word in our faith and tradition dating from apostolic times with which we are largely unfamiliar. That word is kerygma. It is related to a Greek verb meaning to cry out or to proclaim as a herald in the sense of preaching, announcing, proclamation. It deals with the apostolic proclamation in Jesus Christ. Kerygma is the preaching of the gospel as if on fire with the gift of the Holy Spirit. It is the proclamation of the good news of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the announcement of his life, mission, and saving actions, not merely in an historical fashion and not simply in a way that gives us facts, allowing us somehow to become uninvolved bystanders on the sidelines. It is a preaching of the Holy Gospel which brings about in the hearers conversion of heart, repentance for sins, a return to the Lord God, and in non-believers, faith itself. An example of this is found in the Acts of the Apostles, when St. Peter, with the eleven on the day of Pentecost, said, Let the house of Israel know beyond any doubt that God has made both Lord and Messiah this Jesus whom you have crucified. When the crowd heard this, they asked, What are we to do, brothers? Peter replied, You must reform and be baptized, that your sins may be forgiven. Those who accepted his message were baptized. Some 3,000 were added to their number that day. Kerygma, or charismatic preaching, is a vitally important aspect of the new evangelization spoken of so often by St. John Paul II. This new evangelization is the work or the ministry proper to all the baptized faithful, not limited exclusively to clergy or religious. It is the work of each and every one of us whose purpose is to elicit, awaken, or deepen faith rather than simply educate or instruct. The kerygma is at the very heart of the Holy Gospel. It is the vital core message of our faith in Christ. It is the proclamation of the person of Jesus and a preaching of his name, his teaching and life, his promise of the kingdom of God, this which he gained for us by his paschal mystery. What accompanies this preaching is a real, living, dynamic, and personal friendship or relationship with Christ, as Cardinal George would say. The good news of the gospel and of our salvation in Christ, that is, of God's continuous, everlasting love for us, manifested through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, is the gift of God the Father to us. He gives us this gift in order to save us from sin and death while filling us with his new life. This is not a theory nor is it something we see from afar. 
Jesus does this by his death and resurrection from the dead. He is Lord. He invites us to accept his lordship in our lives and the gift of love, grace, and salvation which he both offers us and lavishes upon us. This can, and indeed, must grow and blossom into a relationship with the person of Jesus. Then what he asks of us makes sense and becomes possible, even with a joy-filled heart. Take, eat, drink, lay down your life, take up your cross, die to self, forgive, serve, follow me. The three scripture readings from Mass this day, from the Acts of the Apostles, from St. John's first letter, and from the Gospel of St. Luke, are examples of the kerygma of the Church, whose purpose is to announce Jesus Christ and his saving, life-giving works and love, while evoking faith and commitment in us. One of the foundations of this charismatic preaching of the Gospel and of the Apostles as presented in the Gospel of St. Luke, are the words of Jesus himself in today's Holy Gospel. As the two disciples recounted what had taken place and how Jesus was made known to them in the breaking of bread, Jesus stood in their midst. Peace be with you, he said to them. He opened their minds to understand the scriptures that the Christ would suffer, die, and rise from the dead on the third day and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins would be preached in his name to all the nations, beginning from Jerusalem, and how the apostles are witnesses of these things. We hear and we celebrate the announcement of Christ's life, mission, saving actions, and of his paschal mystery. How does this lead us to conversion of heart? or repentance of sin. To what degree does our hearing and celebration of Christ's sacred paschal mystery deepen in us a real, living, dynamic relationship and friendship with Christ? How do we allow God's continuous, everlasting love for us to save us from sin and death as he fills us with his new life. May our living out of the Easter proclamation and our eating and drinking of the Lord's body and blood strengthen us and bring us to his new and everlasting life. <laughs>